podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. And this is the podcast with no name. Uh, this is a podcast on films and TV. Uh, we are a channel generally which features podcast interviews and content on all sorts of subjects with shows released on mental health, football films, TV, wrestling, music, conspiracy theories and more. And plenty coming, plenty coming up or recorded already. So there's loads coming up, uh, including a new series which is entitled Mental Health and Sport. First episode's coming this week, which is on, on sports psychology. Uh, today's show is the first in our monthly series on films and TV, which is following on from the four shows that we did on the MCU, where uh, the first three, uh, myself and Reese broke down phases one to three on the M- of the MCU. Uh, then jo- Jamie joined us to review Avengers Endgame in a mammoth, nearly two-hour podcast. Today's show will not be that long, most definitely, uh, but today's show will be reviewing Netflix uh, Netflix show Umbrella Academy Season 1, as well as discussing some of the latest trailers and movie news and rumours. Joining me to discuss the world of Hollywood and beyond is uh, my boy Reese from Conspiracy Theory Shows. What's up, my dude? You okay? Yeah, all good, mate. You all right? Yeah. So, Jamie was going to join us, as he did for the uh, Avengers reveal uh, review, but <clears throat> uh, unfortunately, something came up last minute, so he's had to miss this one, but he'll be back next month so go on, we'll start with the the marvel stuff uh you haven't watched agents of shield the first couple of episodes of you so we're not going to talk about that too much and obviously it's not out in the uk yet so i'm a bit like don't know whether to discuss it when you've seen it or caught up anyway because like obviously a lot of people won't have but then you know most people yeah, got we don't get away that's the thing, but then most people got a fire stick anyway, so perhaps I'll but we'll wait a bit, perhaps anyway. But um I can say I can say that the, the first ep- first few episodes have been they've been really strong. They haven't been amazing, yeah. but I, they've I been catch up with them. They've been good and a really strong start to it, like um there's some interesting bits and twists already. Um and like yeah. I said to you before, the I the thing I like about that show is it's got better every season, like considerably better. So, like, the yeah. first season was okay, and then by the last season, it was just epic. But um, when they stopped trying to link it to the to the movie world and just focused on comic book characters and storylines and bits and pieces, yeah. they seemed to have found their groove a bit. So, but I know you're a fan, so, uh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll discuss that one when you've caught up. But I would advise anyone who likes, like, Marvel TV stuff to always... That's the one show that I'd stick with. And I saw you the other day. I seen you on Facebook. You were looking for stuff to watch. Watch The Punisher, mate. The Punisher is one of the best. A few people have said about it now. I'm going to have to give it a go, mate. Well, mate, I would say not even the best... One of the best Marvel shows. is one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. It was honestly that good. Both series yeah. really, really strong. Like, Yeah, I'm going to have uh, to give it a Because like I say, the films disappointed me there. Mm. So I will, I will give the series a go. Yeah, the series is really good. And the Netflix series as well, it's because they're so, they're not like family friendly, are they? So they're just yeah. like, because he's a bit like Deadpool. It's like you don't want him to be like 
PG those those shows and uh, it's really really good. I like. Have you seen the the Daredevil series where he comes into it? No, I've only seen the Daredevil one. So if you see, watch Daredevil. I think it's, it's season two where the Punisher comes into it, and then watch the Punisher series, and it's really good. Three seasons of TV that is cool. Uh, so yeah, so the Spider Man. Uh, Sp- oh, before we go, Spider Man. They, um, there's rumours that the, the first two films of the MCU Phase 4 is going to be The Eternals and Black Widow. Now, personally, I'm not sure how I feel about it because, well, only because I'm not always a fan of films which are set in the past. Um, and, like, there's heavy rumours that, you know, The Eternals obviously is going to be set way, way in the past. And then there's, like, two sort of sets of rumours with the black widow one that it'll be like an origin story or or it'll be set between infinity war and when ant-man sort of turns up in endgame uh but i like i I don't like films that go back to the past but only when you know the future yeah sam you do need a story to bring it in but black widow I, I don't think I'm going to look at it as a Marvel film. I think we're just going to have to look at it as a film, you know, a good film. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't. I can't. I'm not 100% sure what they could do with it to make it awesome. But, like, I'm sure they will. They haven't had many bad films. But, like, it just... Like, I'm quite interested to see what happened in Budapest with her and Hawkeye and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. I'm not sure I'm that interested in seeing her being trained as a kid. And The, the only thing that really is going to bother me about it is how many other superheroes are they going to bring into it? Because let's be fair, Marvel, over the last few years, superhero-wise, their films have just blown us away. Yeah. And they can't go backwards and just give us, you know, two humans who are quite good at fighting. I know that sounds yeah, quite harsh, think... but... Wonder whether it'll be more like a spy film, like uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. And if they do that, I hope they bring in like some of the characters from, like, who were uh, sort of featured in that, or featured in like Captain America: The First Avenger, but like older versions of some of them, maybe. Or, yeah, like, they've got to bring something. Otherwise, you can't look at it as a Marvel film, can you? No, it's going to be weird. But then I quite, I, and then I thought, well, would I be interested in seeing, you know, what happens between Infinity War and, and you know, because she was like running Shield and all that type of stuff. And I thought, well, yeah, I suppose that could work. But it, again, you know, because you know what happened before and after, and it's only like about a few year period. It's, I don't know, it's it's difficult. I mean, you know, let's be fair, they haven't made many missteps over the the last twelve years or whatever it is, but. It kind of feels like this could be it if it's gonna if there's gonna be one. But yeah. saying all that, I really like Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. So I, I just feel this film should have come out a year or two ago. Yeah, I felt they should have come out in like 
sort of phase two, just before, just after the Avengers film. I felt like that would have been like whether you know where they even even though I'm in the minority and I quite like um, Iron Man three because I think like we discussed before I like the the PTSD aspects of it and the way he portrayed that. I felt like the black they could have done a Black Widow and Hawkeye film there straight yeah. off the back of Avengers where they mentioned Budapest and you could have done like a film for both of them. People were complaining about Hawkeye's portrayal in Avengers where he was just mind controlled for the majority of it. So yeah. You could have done it there. I think that would have been the perfect place. Yeah. Whereas now from her point of view, it feels almost too late. And from his point of view, he's getting the TV show anyway, so you don't really need to do it. So it's, yeah. it's a weird one. Yeah. It's, um, it's, we, we should have been watching that two years ago in my eyes. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, mate, to be honest. The Eternal, like we don't know a lot about that. And, you know, I think you probably know a bit more of the comic side of that than I do. Uh, all I know is that basically they're celestials, powerful beings, and all that type of jazz. But I mean, I quite, I am quite interested. I feel like there's some characters. Yeah, pr- to be pretty much. They, they're basically they've all got an array of powers and pretty similar, but they've all got like that one specialty power. Yeah. Or they're stronger with one power than they are the others. But basically, yeah, they're just celestials. You know, they they. Yeah. After Thanos stepped into it now, they've got to release the big bads, haven't they? And the big heroes now, you know, they're bringing Captain Marvel, Thanos, all these. This is the next step now. Yeah, it's like a, just a step up then. I think, I think and like, I suppose there's potential you could bring Thanos back then, even though he's died, he can be in like a young Thanos and, yeah. and bring have his parents and his, you know, all different aspects of it. So, there, you know, there is aspects to it which interests me but maybe it's because i'm not familiar with it so it's not like something like i'm like oh wow like the infinity gauntlet thing as soon as it was confirmed that's the way they were like everyone thought well this is that this could be one of the infinity stone stones and this could and then when they confirmed it i was really excited because i knew that storyline and like you know certain characters whereas it's if you're not familiar with them but then yeah, like Guardians of the Galaxy, I wasn't that hyped for it. The trailer was all, you know, it was pretty good, quite funny, but I didn't know any of the characters really, so I wasn't that hyped for it. And then I watched it, and it's one of my favourite films. So, yeah, yeah, you know. totally. Like with the Eternals, this I'd advise just reading a quick synopsis on each individual Eternal before you watch the film. Just yeah, see what their powers are. We've seen a couple of them, haven't we? Because in Thor 1, you know the, the big being which Loki sends, with the, which shoots fire out of his face? Yeah. That's, um, a, that's an Eternal. I can't remember the name of it, but that's, uh, that's an Eternal. Yeah. And isn't um, is the... Oh, what's it called? You know in Thor Ragnarok, the demon? Sugar. Yeah. Is, that, is he an Eternal or a Celestial? I think he's a celestial, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. So last, I mean, we've seen a couple, so they've yeah. they've and hinted so here and there. They're a different power to what the superheroes were used to. Yeah, and they just got, and they showed the collector showed them, didn't he? The like in little when he was telling them about the Infinity Wars in Guardians One, they sort of showed them on the screen yeah. and that. So yeah, you know, they're they're bringing them in and like. You know, they've made it clear that they're going to be a big part of their programming going forward. So, you know, it makes sense that 
they'd be in the first first couple of films of uh you know phase four but then yeah. equally they've um you know this some of the stuff i've read has said like that it's phase four is going to start off with like three films a year straight away so they're not like i thought they might sort of reduce it a little bit and just do two a year and but they seem to be going full steam ahead which makes me think that they're gonna they've got a story in like a long-term story in place um which they had in place then they knew they were getting the x-men and they've kind of thought right we're going to do three a year get through this story yeah in five years instead of perhaps eight or ten and then I, I think this is why they're bringing out such powerful films right at the beginning. Like you've got Jean Grey, that film's coming out, mm. and you've got the the Eternals one coming out, and that that show, like like I say, when Thanos came into the breach, it showed we need a new breed of superhero, basically. Yeah, the, the, like the Jean Grey one is um, was a Phoenix, on a Dark Phoenix, yeah, Dark Phoenix. That, uh, that's not. That's like the last Fox film, and it? it's not part of the MCU. No, but I think this is why they. There's obviously been talk and all this, and this is why this yeah. film is coming out now. Fox are yeah. cashing in on it, and Marvel, I bet, have kind of poked them in the right direction of doing this film. Yeah, the um, the other one which was supposed to be coming out at the end of the year was the New New Mutants film, which seems to have been not it hasn't even been binned, but apparently it's going straight to the. Uh, the Disney streaming service now, like it went, it kept getting moved back and moved back and moved back, and people were quitting it and cancelling, you know, just all sorts of issues. And it was supposed to be really shit. And then now, apparently, it's going straight to Disney streaming. But yeah. I mean, from Disney's point of view, they haven't spent a penny on making it because Fox made it. So they perhaps don't want to release it in the cinema because people might get confused because by the time it comes out, Disney owns Fox, so perhaps they don't want people to be confused and think it's a like an MCU film. I don't know. Yeah. It's just got to be. Yeah, it seems that way, doesn't it? So, yeah. So sticking with the Marvel one, uh, we had another Spider-Man trailer come out a week or so. Well, there was another one I see a couple of days ago from, but it was the same as the one that came out about a week yeah. ago. Um, what do you think of it? I'm looking forward to it. it because as horrible as this is going to sound, he's without Iron Man now as well. You know, he's without his mentor. Mm. He's going to be guided, isn't he, by um, oh, his name's gone. Happy Hogan. Yeah. He's going to be guided by him. But, you know, I, I think we're going to see a different Spider-Man coming out now. Yeah, I think like the big things for me to take away from the trailers was multiverse, which they mentioned like straight away when he meets Fury and uh, Mysterio. Yeah. And, like I was straight away, I seen on social media and people getting really excited. Oh, they're bringing in the multiverse, blah blah blah. And I was like, I think they might be getting a bit ahead of themselves because they were saying like uh, the decimation causing issues with the multiverse, and then Mysterio confirming it. That's and I said, you might. I was thinking you might be disappointed because he's his whole thing in the comics is that he uses like technology and illusions and lies all the time, and he wants to be seen as this big hero. So with that in mind, him lying about the multiverse being sh- like broken in 
or ripped a tear in the multiverse and him being like this big hero kind of fits with that. But I do think they are going to do the multiverse. I'm just not convinced that he comes from another universe and he's not just from their universe and he's just trying to... And like the the big like bad you, villains you see him fighting, like the sand and the wind and the yeah. water and all that, it's not just him creating them to try right. and come off as the big hero sort of thing. Yeah. I like that. But, I like that. That's just like my take because I think, like obviously, that's the type of thing Mysterio does in the comics, um, and obviously it's the first time he's ever appeared in a film. So I think they'll be relatively like they. I love his costume because they've been really true to his comic book costume with the fishbowl and the cape and all that. And I I like that because I was worried they may not go with the fishbowl and they may have given him like a sort of a helmet or something yeah. or something different because they might, might have felt that it was a bit out there but I quite quite liked it um, obviously it's the first film since Tony's death like you say um, and it seems like that a lot, some of it is going to be Peter sort of dealing and struggling with the, the weight of expectation after his death um, I'm ex- I, like, I know Gwyneth Paltrow is supposed to be finished but I think like you say Happy will help him but I also think at some point Pepper Potts might give him a bit of a pep talk. Like, you know, like in the first sort of act, you'll probably get a beat in money and then he'll come back in the second and third. I think um, Pepper's going to make a little appearance as, um, in the suit. Do you? See, yeah. I don't, I don't think she'll make appearance in the suit. I think like in the first or second act, when he gets a bit of a beat down and he's feeling the pressure of no Iron Man and everyone expecting him to be like the new superhero of New York and all this sort of thing. I think she'll come in and give him like a bit of a, you know. I think we're going to have a little, you're going to see a little bit of it in her suit somewhere because Marvel are pushing the female superheroes big time now, aren't they? Yeah, and I'm like, as soon as this film's over, they're going to announce the slate for phase four I think at Comic Con, and it'll be interesting to see if there's the A Force film with all the women because they've got it set. They teased it in the End Game, and they've got the characters there now who are not like just token female characters. They've got a bit of a backstory. They've got a bit of a you know they fleshed them out really well. Yeah, like you've got Valkyrie who's been in a couple of films, and even in just Thor Ragnarok, she had this sort of the arc where she had left because she had lost a battle and she didn't feel worthy and then now she's the queen of Asgard and you've got the the girls from Wakanda and Captain Marvel obviously and like you say you've got Pepper then in the rescue suit and there's a couple of others as well which I can't Gamora and people like that so I definitely think they'll do it I'm just not sure whether they'll do the A-Force film in Phase four, or whether it'll be in like in the next sort of set of films. Yeah. So oh. the snap teared or snap caused a tear in the reality, but you know that's the thing they're saying in the trailer. But which snap was it? Because technically there was four. Because Thanos did it once 
in Infinity War, then he did it again to make the stones disappear, then Hulk did it, then Iron Man did it. So what would your, if you were doing the story and there was going to be, and you were going to bring in the multiverse and this tearing reality, what, like, which snap would you use or would you just sort of do that each, each time they did it, it made it worse? The, the logical choice is the original snap of Thanos, isn't it? Because that changed everything for everyone. Hmm. But are they going to make it more it was Iron Man's fault and Spider-Man's kind of making up for it, if you get me. Yeah. See, I wonder whether they'll do it. Because you know, like, they traced the the start of Endgame, how they found Thanos, where they traced the like the energy sort like where yes. so I'm wondering whether it creates such a blast of energy around the universe every time it's done it almost rips the fabric of reality every time. So obviously by the time they get to the fourth one, especially if they're gonna go into like things like secret wars and stuff like that, bring in the X Men, a perfect way to do that is to have there'd be like this huge clash and between the multiverse of all these different versions of characters and villains and heroes and that type of thing. So I think that could be a good way. And like, they don't remember they, if they do it that way as well, they could sort of have like a mini version in Spider-Man where they think they sort of seal up the tear. And then the after credit scene can be like that there's several, or there's like a bigger one elsewhere. Which yeah. then creates, you know, creates the big, big storyline sort of thing. If they're making a multiverse, you know, they're going to, are they? They're not just going to close it up on this film. This is no. going to spin over into all films. But yeah, no. another theory, I haven't read it anyway, it's just one of mine. Maybe it's not a snap that creates it, where they go into the quantum realm. Yeah. Messing with time, etc. Maybe that could cause of tearing the fabric of reality yeah and because you're creating the way they did their time traveling yeah every time you change something it creates a new timeline which does that you know is each is is each new timeline a new reality because then you're creating realities as well as yeah like when, when captain america when captain america goes back to return the stones Surely he couldn't have returned every single one of that exact moment it was taken. Something probably happened somewhere. So yeah, it, and I mean, it's rips in different timelines. The other thing is, is like he could put the ones, like he could put the one here, he and Tony got, he could put that back in the exact moment because he was there. But like he wasn't there for the others. So he could be like a few seconds out either side. And that could cause an issue. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I'd like weird. to see him going back and doing it all. Surely yeah, they've got to show it at some point, and they've yeah. got to let us know who he settles down with. Ah, he was down with Peggy, mate. I'm sure I saw a thing the other day on like a YouTube video where it said that the Russos confirmed that. You know, um, we remember I said it in the in the other part that um, at the end of. I think it's Winter Soldier when Bucky or Captain America's looking in the museum and it says Peggy Carter got married and had kids and we we were debating whether that was Captain America or whether he had stolen someone like 
Peggy Carter from someone else by going back. Um, so basically, I'm sure I read or heard the other day that the Russos had said that it was always Captain America she got married to, and he always went back, and it was like this big loop of time. But yeah, but my one farm, my one farm with that is different. That goes against the time rule, time travel rules that they've set. Yeah, because they already looked at the thing in the museum. Yeah, and the time travel rules that because it well in the in the articles it doesn't name her husband, so I mean there is that if he keeps a low, like if he goes back and isn't Captain America and just lives a normal life, but stays in secret because she's a spy, then you can kind of get around it that way. But the time travel rules that were set up in Endgame was that if you go back and change something, you don't change the future. You just create an alternate future. Yeah. Which would mean if he goes back and settles down with her, then he can't be in the museum or museum because it would be a different reality. But yeah, yeah, that was just something which popped into my mind. I've seen it the other day. Um, So do we think that Happy Hogan's knocking boots with uh, Aunt May? There's got to be a love interest there somewhere, haven't there? It looked like it, didn't it? The way they were, uh, like, looking at each other and the, the awkwardness and Spider-Man was like, what's going on here? Yeah. It was really quite funny. So they're probably going to build so that over... going to go that way, innit? Yeah, they will. I don't know if they'll they'll pay it off in this one or whether they'll build kind it of... Build a few films. Yeah. Um, so Mysterio looks like he's going to either be starting as a goodie and then going bad, or he's just lying and he's bad all the way through. I'd be happy with either, but I, I think I prefer him to be... I think I actually prefer him to start as good and then go bad, because we've seen the sort of lying asp, just lying all the way through with Zemo in uh, uh, Civil War. So I'd quite like to see something a bit different. Maybe he starts off genuinely trying to be a hero. And yeah, he's lying about it in terms of he's perhaps not from the other reality or maybe he is from another reality, but the creatures that they fight, like their illusions or whatever, you know, created by him because he wants to be seen as a hero. And then something happens and he you know, then he goes bad. Like, I, I'd quite like to see something like that, just to, you know, just to shake it up a bit, not just be the usual status quo of comic book storytelling. Yeah, totally. But, I don't know, I don't I don't really know what to expect of this film, and I've tried to not read up much about it. Mm. I like that we're going to get the long overdue Nick Fury and Spider-Man relationship. Yeah, definitely. Nick Fury, we need him more in Marvel films. Guys are legends. Yeah, and I like my kids when um, my kids were a bit younger, they used to watch like the Ultimate Spider-Man on TV. Yeah. And Nick Fury and Spider was always in the Spider-Man series. And I feel like they've taken a bit too long to get round to it. But I mean yeah, there's been definitely. stuff going on, I'm gonna um, so last, just lastly on this, what are your like hopes coming out of this film? 
uh, obviously it's the final film of Phase Four. So, what are you sort of hoping that be set up for the future Spider-Man side of it? I just want to see Spider-Man come into his own now. You know, he's he's still going to be that you know bumbling, goofy kid, but he he's got to make all the right decisions now. There's no one there to cover his ass. Yeah, I think I, I think they'll probably set up the Sinister Six for the next Spider-Man film, and I want the I want the last or the post-credit scene to be the reveal that the Avengers Tower is now Oscorp, even if they don't show uh, Norman Osborn or Harry Osborn. I want them to sh- where it said Avengers or where it said Stark. Yeah, I wanted to say Oscorp. Or even the like the Fantastic Four one, but I think that's a bit further away. Uh, so like, yeah, Oscorp. Just revealing it to be Oscorp would be quite cool. Be cool. Uh, but yeah, I think that's about it, really, from the Spider-Man side of things. So, uh, moving on next, we had the the new trailer for. Terminator Dark Fate. Um, I thought it was pretty good. It's a bit of a weird concept because so this film is a sequel to Terminator 2, and all, all the films between from Terminator 2 to the last one are not in canon. So they're like binning off, like I think it's four films. Then this is number six. So they're binning off like three films basically. And this is a direct sequel to Terminator 2, which actually the first two Terminator films are the best anyway. So yeah. I'm not disappointed by it, but it does feel like a lot of films to just completely write off. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what's your favourite Terminator film? Terminator 2. Judgment Day. Yeah. Yes, my favourites. So in the in the trailer, you get the um, there's a new Terminator which is called a Rev Nine. So they're like they're moving away from the uh, the T nine thousands and the T this and T that. Um, but like there's sort of rumors and hints that it's to do with or refers to Revelations Nine, which is like a passage about apocalypse and stars falling from the sky. Very similar to like the Judgment Day sort of concept. Yeah. So I suppose it makes sense that it's going to knock on from that. Uh, the actor who plays the like the Terminator, he the guy. He looks like a, a mix of all the various guys who played Terminators, like Arnie and um, oh, what's the guy who played it in the first one? Um, oh, he's in Scorpion as well. I can't remember yeah. his name. It's going to bug me. Um, but yeah, I want to say William Patterson, but I don't think it is. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the guy is like, a, I can't remember, I'm not sure of the guy's name because it's not someone I've come across. But he's like a mixture of all the actors and the way he looks. Um, Sarah Connor's back. Uh, it's her first film since Terminator Salvation. I think that's really good because I find her as a character a lot more compelling than John Connor. Yeah, um, totally. I find John Connor a bit like. I thought he was all right as a kid in the first one. But then the the adults they've had to play him, I haven't really been down with that at all. I couldn't relate the adult to the kid who was in the earlier films. 
I like um, the one version of John Connor, which was good, was the silent version in the flash forward in Terminator. I think it was Terminator 2. And they had like, this, he just didn't speak. I thought that was quite, he was quite sort of compelling. But I, Sarah Connor is like the actress who played her in the first two films. Linda she was so Hamilton. good. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. was so good. This like messed up crazy woman who like, that I'm really glad that, you know, they're bringing that character back. I think they're bringing Linda Hamilton back as well. She's still yeah. alive. Yeah, she? mate, yeah. Excellent. So, um, uh, obviously, there's, so there's like a, in, I think it was Terminator Salvation. I get a bit mixed up with the new ones. Terminator Salvation, they had this thing called a TH, which was like a human-Terminator hybrid. Um, and there's a girl in this called Grace in the trailer who looks like she's going to be one of those. Um, but they come from the Resistance rather than the, like the Skynet. So they're like from the other side. I, I think it's it's more a cyborg than a Terminator, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the I've got to say, like the the graphics of her, like they showed like her sort of like metal skin, like where she got hit, and you could see like under her flesh. And the the model of the actual new Terminator without his skin on, they look really cool. Slightly different again, you know, it's been updated and stuff. I actually prefer them to the last couple of films in terms of the way they look. Yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty good, mate, I've got to say. Um, but then, you know, where the fuck is John Connor? Because he hasn't been around too much in the last couple. Um, Arnie's back. Um, so it seems they're going to have flashbacks to Termin- just after Terminator 2 with a young... John Connor and a young Arnie, so they're going to de-age them and put, use their... So apparently they're using the the body double for Arnie, which they used in one of the more recent films for this, and then putting his face on it. And right. they're using a kid for John Connor with the, the actor's face on it. Um, so that'll be quite interesting to see like uh, some flashbacks to Terminator 2 and stuff. Um, you know, story parts of that, which you haven't obviously... Uh, scene in the yeah. film, um, but all in all, I thought it was an okay trailer. Not great, but it was pretty. It, it was good enough that I thought oh, I am interested, and I'll probably watch this when it comes out. And one thing they did finally, which they always do in Terminator films, if you go back and watch all the Terminator trailers before the film comes out, they always spoil the twist. Of like the goody going bad or the bad going good, always, and they actually haven't done that this time. So I mean, you know, that's good, I guess. But um, so you like Terminator Two, mate? Do you? Yeah, definitely, by far the best one. Is Terminator Two? Is it Terminator One or Two where they're racing on the motorbike? I think that's the first one, isn't it? No, that's the first. Because the first, the first one, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a baddie, isn't he? Yeah, and then the, the second, second one, he's a goody, isn't he? Him on the bike, yeah. He starts mm. off as the cop, doesn't he? Yeah, that's right. I need your clothes and your motorcycle. Yeah, I might have to watch Terminator tonight. I'm in the, in the mood for him now after watching the trailers and stuff earlier. But have you watched the recent ones of those? Recent films or the trailer, you mean? Uh, the recent films. The Genesis I, have, I, I only watched them both once. I wasn't too impressed. Yeah, same here. 
watched them both once and yeah, I, I think they just, they've just tried to cash in on the Terminator name. Yeah, and like the first two were so good that I think it was going to always be very difficult to do it without having Arnie as a main character because obviously he's so old now. Uh, yeah. Although the last one they did bring him back, didn't they? Um, so like the first one, I'm sure I can't remember the order, but one of them they brought him back in like a cameo, but didn't have much to do. And then I think the last, very last one they've done, they had you know he had a much more uh, bigger role, and then they used like a body double and all that sort of stuff. And I think they're going to do the same again in this. But yeah, it looked it looked all right. So so we talked a little bit off air about it. So you haven't watched the reboot of it because you said you enjoyed the original so much that you didn't want to spoil it. Yeah. Um, I was I was kind of in the same boat in that I really liked the original. I really liked the book. But I really, really liked the reboot. Um, and I've gone off horror films massively. My missus used to love them. Um, and since she had the kids, when she was pregnant, she had like really bad nightmares. Yeah. So we stopped horror films just because like of all the hormones that I messed with her head um, so like she, we just stopped watching them and then I got out of the habit of them and then the MCU came along so I sort of didn't bother with them wasn't really bothered like I watched the odd one like I watched the Babadook and stuff you know, all alright Annabelle I watched as well um, but then the other day I was like oh, what can I watch and it was there and I thought oh, I'm going to watch that because I've heard it's good and I was really impressed by it. I, it had a good mix of the old Old stuff, the good stuff, the stuff from the book, and it was just, I just really enjoyed it, um, and there's not many films outside of the MCU where I can say over the last sort of 10 years where I've I thought, I really, really enjoyed that, and I would watch it again. Yeah. The, um, I, I will you... watch the new one, based on your, your review of it. I hope you enjoy it now. But it could ruin the original for you. If it doesn't, I'm <laughs> so blaming you, mate. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't want to talk too much about the first one because it'll kind of spoil it for you. But I kind of have to talk about it a little bit because... Remind me, what's the ending of the original? just want to know if it's the same. I'm they sure banished him. Said- Someone has said it's different than you end into the original, isn't it? And my mind's gone totally blank, mate. Oh, right, okay. So basically, I'm going to have to tell you part of the ending, mate, I'm afraid of. But the, sorry, I'll try not to. The, the, the chapter two trailer is set 27 years after the first one. Um, and Pennywise is back. So. <clears throat> In the book, the very first scene of it, chapter two book, is there under the bridge, and there's loads of like red balloons sort of let off. Yeah, hundreds. And basically, what kicks off the return of Pennywise is that uh, there's a gay, a gay guy being attacked, um, and I think he's thrown off a bridge, and he's like screaming out for someone to help him, uh, and Pennywise kills the person attacking him, and that kind of marks his return. So in the trailer, they sort of show the balloons underneath the the bridge, and they had a couple of other scenes from it. 
Um, so they had <clears throat> the, the the kids are all grown up, um, and there was like some the girl goes to she goes the, the woman goes to see an old lady because she's worried that Pennywise is back, um, and she's got like bruises on her arm, and she the old woman offers her tea, and the tea in the book is shit like, um, and they kind of teased that in the trailer, in that he's he's. She's the old woman offers her tea, and it was like the the way they do the character, the face of her Pennywise in the films. I just think it's so good. It just looks so real. Um, in the new ones, it's like unbelievable, mate. Oh, I've I've seen the picture of the new Pennywise and things, and credit where it's due, it looks amazing. I just didn't want the 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 original ruined by a remake. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, I can understand it's that. It's not often they do a remake that's better than the original. Yeah, but... I'm not sure if I'd say it was better. Or even but I would say it's good. I would say it's probably as good. I would say that. I would say that it's probably as good. I'll be honest, I'm, I'm still trying to get over Total Recall and Colin Farrell, mate. So, ruined that, didn't he? Yeah. And that, it just... Right. I'll tell you what we'll do then, because a lot of the stuff which I was going to talk about for this has got, like, you, it discusses it one. So I'll tell you what we'll do, is we'll yep. go off this now. You watch it one this week. I'll watch it, yeah. And, and then we'll watch the trailer after it, and then we'll do the it chapter two trailer next week. That's good for me. we got the old Umbrella Academy, which me and you have been saving for weeks. So Jamie watched it. And he texted me, he texted us both, didn't he, earlier? Yeah. And he said, I tried watching it, I just couldn't get into it, which I was surprised at because I thought it was freaking incredible. It, it was, but it was... So trippy, you know. You, you can't really describe why it's incredible. It's just wild, man. When some, like as someone said to me, they were like, they were more so good about it. And I went, I don't really know. It just draws you in and sucks you in. Because, like... They haven't really got amazing powers. You know, they're not superheroes as such, like what we expect of a superhero. No, they're not well-known superheroes, which yeah. we all knew before. And it's so, like, I mean, spreading a rumour, that's not a freaking superpower, but she's awesome. Tell you who is awesome in it is the Northern Irish guy who plays Klaus. So good, yeah. mate, from, he's from Misfits. Misfits, he? I love so Misfits. Good, isn't it? Misfits was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really good. I like that too. Right, so we'll just quickly, for people who perhaps haven't seen it for a while, I'll just quickly do a recap of like the general gist of it. So basically, there's 40, 43 women spontaneously give birth simulta- simultaneously, um, despite none of them showing any sort of sign of being pregnant or any, you know, until labor just began and they were suddenly pregnant. And I think at the start, they show like a woman diving into the swimming pool swimming around the pool and when she got out she was fully pregnant going into labor yeah seven of the children are then adopted by this eccentric billionaire called sir reginald hargreaves who in the comics is actually an alien but they didn't touch upon that in this they just said he was eccentric and he was a billionaire and he basically turns him into a superhero team called the umbrella academy um he gives the children number net uh gives the children numbers rather than names um, and they're named by 
the milliseconds they were born. So, like the difference and stuff, because they're all born the same time, and then it's like milliseconds difference. Um, his wife dies, um, so then he has like nannies to come in to look after the kids, but the nannies can't deal with the kids' superpowers, and they're really horrible to the nannies, and they play tricks on them. So he builds a robot which looks like his wife, who looks after them, who's they're all really close to and look after, and like they're really good. But then while he puts his six children to work fighting crime, he keeps Vanya, which is what number was she, mate? Vanya was yeah, number no number five. The other one, I can't remember what oh, number so she was. Um, I can't remember which yeah, was. Yeah, oh, mate, to be useless. So, right. Okay. So, Fania, anyway. I think she's number seven. I got a feeling she is. It was Luther was number one. Diego was number two. Alison was number three. Klaus was number four. Number five was number five. Ben was number six, and Banya was number seven, I think. Um, so anyway, East Reginald separates Vanya from the siblings because she demonstrates no powers of her own. But then throughout each episode, you sort of learn more about Vanya, and it turns out by the sort of latter half of the series that actually she had the strongest, most uncontrollable powers, but he was scared of them and what they would do. So he gave her pills to, you know, to stop them, stop them manifesting. And then he tells Alison, who's, what well, her special power is basically, she says, I've heard a rumor, can say something. And then whoever she says it to, it kind of comes true, doesn't it? Or, or, they, or they believe it. Yeah. It comes true or that they, they believe it. It comes true then. That's how she becomes famous and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then, so yeah, so then he, when when they were children, Reginald tells her to tell Vanya that she's ordinary and she believes it for the rest of her life. But then what happens then is she's sort of shunned by the rest of them because they're out fighting crime as children and she's not. But then what happens is it sort of tells you that at the start of the first episode that that's the, the sort of idiot bit. And then it goes zips to present day. And Luther, number one, is an astronaut. And Alison is a famous actress. Vanya is a violinist. Klaus is a party animal who's a drug addict. Um, Ben is a ghost because he died. And he's only able to converse with Klaus because he's his. Klaus's uh, superpower is that he can speak to dead people, or he can manifest dead people. I think it's super... Superhero name is the seance, isn't it? You only realise later on he can manifest them, don't you? Yeah, that's yeah. Um, and Diego's become a vigilante. Um, the only two which are living still at the mansion of Diego and Luther, is that, is that right? Or is it just Luther and Diego is back and forth? Forget that. Uh, yeah, Diego, Diego's got his own place, haven't he? Yeah, because he's a vid- he lives underneath the, the snooker club, uh, the boxing yeah. club, doesn't he? What was his... Um, oh. And then... Ben Knives Candy, that was his superpower. Yeah. The trajectory. So they're all in present day. They've all they they've all got these issues. They've all gone their separate ways. They're no longer superheroes other than 
Diego's a vigilante, and then the Reginald, Sir Reginald dies, so they all come back to the house for the funeral. It's quite amusing, and that's the other thing, is it's very, very funny. Really dark humour. Yeah, dark humour. But it's really, really funny, like, um, and, like, you know, like, some TV shows, when they can go for black black comedy or dark humour, is it can come off as a bit cringy. I thought the actors and actresses in this was so good that they pulled it off. Yeah. Um, what's, what's the assassin's she, name? Uh, the male. And, uh, what's his oh, name? Oh. But he got a girl's name, haven't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tra- well, it might be Tracy. She's like, I'll have a look now. So they, they come back from the funeral, which is, you know, it's really funny scene where they're sort of, they're all together for the first time. Klaus is, puts on Alison's skirt and she's like, is that my skirt? It's all like little bits of comedy like that. It's, you know, it's really funny, I've got to say. Um, and then this sort of, they're all in the garden and Luther wants to get them all back together, doesn't he? And he's like, yeah, we should start fighting crime and, and none of them want to know. Klaus is like stealing the stuff from the house and wants to just get high. Um, and obviously, Vanya's, they, they're actually really, they're all quite nice to her at first, but it doesn't take them long to sort of slip back into that, that sort of thing of shunning her and treating her sort of, and Diego was quite horrible to her. So anyway, yeah. then number five, who never gets a name, comes back from the future, but they're all grown-ups. And he's still a child, and he says that the world's going to end. I, I've seen the apocalypse, and I've been stuck in the future. And they, that goes on from there, then, doesn't it, basically? And I think as you go through it, they build on it as in flashbacks on Vanya's character. Um, and I've got to say, I think particularly, so you've got, Ellen Page, who's in a place number seven, and Vanya um, is outstanding in it. She's so good. Robert Sheenan plays Klaus in number four. Again, so, so good. Um, and I thought the boy who plays the boy or number five, um, you know, he's like, I think he's about 12. So to do a TV show like that, where he predominantly. Um, you know, held a lot of the the, the main storyline and the main storytelling for yeah. a young act, actor to be able to do that. Like his biggest role before that was he's he's in a show on Nickelodeon called Nicky, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn. So like that's a huge step up to like a main starring role in you know in Netflix. Well, he's fifteen years, which you know, mate, my oldest is just under that. So. Okay, I just think, what a, what a job they did, the actors and this. The only one I didn't wasn't particularly fussed on was Luther. I felt like he was a bit annoying and a bit boring. Um, I liked him. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's where I was looking at. Hazel. He had, like, super strength. His character just didn't match it. You get me? He was too, too soft yeah. and emotional to be what he was. A big fucking guy. Yeah. 
so they had uh, so there was two assassins who were after them trying to kill or trying to stop number five from stopping the apocalypse who were part of like the time bureau which is basically like the adjustment bureau if people have seen that film uh, and they're played cha-cha is played by mary j blige and cameron Britton plays hazel hazel and they sort of they're even their story arc is really well told they start off they're like these quirky time traveling assassins but then as the story develops they both start to second guess what they're doing in terms of just killing people just because they're told to when they're told to kill each other because the guy falls in love with an old lady from the coffee shop because the world's going to end um and like i thought mary j blige did a good job actually as a you know from an actor oh yeah they, they, they were my two favorite characters Hazel and Chacha. Hazel, Hazel was my favourite. I thought the way that yeah, they were very good was amazing. So, as they're sort of going through, you they have a few issues and stuff, obviously, as you can imagine. They slowly start to get on the same page, but then someone from Anya's uh, student, who she teaches violin to, Banya, uh, this guy, he sort of starts to he starts off trying to be a friend, and despite being a bit creepy, she sort of pushes her doubts to the side because she's never really had a friend. And you can really feel, like, her emotion of being shunned and stuff. Because Yeah, and, and it's, she, she produces that typical friend-family scenario where when you tell them to stay away, they're going to get closer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and Ellen Page is a very good actress, you know, as we know, anyway. And um, and it turns out that this guy was born on the same day as the children, the only difference being he didn't have superpowers and he was upset that he had never been, you know, accepted. And it, he was manipulating Vanya, first of all, to, to get away or, like, isolate her from her family. Uh, and then when he discovers that she has she does have powers, he manipulate her manipulates her to use them. He realizes that she uses them when she's really emotional. Um, and then she kill who did she kill first? She killed someone, didn't she? First of all, um, was it was it Alison? She's oh she slits her throat. Didn't she slits Alison's throat. throat. Yeah. And then, but she didn't she like because she gets so emotional because Alison's they the others discover that this guy, um, you know, is a bad guy and he's trying to bring on the apocalypse and it's going to be they don't realize at that point that it's going to be going to be caused by her. <coughs> but he's trying to manipulate her to end in the world. Um, and then when Vanya won't listen to Alison and Alison's saying, look. I'm trying to help you. I'm your sister. She goes to use her powers on her to say, I've heard a rumor to try and get her to stop seeing him that way. And she slits her throat. Then automatically she panics. Um, and then the, the others lock her up in like a, the room that the Reginald used to put her in when she was a child to stop her using her powers. Yeah. Only she, uh, she's too strong. Um, the ending, so basically she escapes the room, 
she goes to the I think it's the theatre where she's going to do her cello performance, isn't it, or a violin performance? Sorry. Oh yeah. Um, and she, as she's play, basically whenever she plays her violin, that's how she channels her powers. And her superhero name in the comics is the White Violin. And the the last, uh, I, I the last think it's she the White channels, violin. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Sound she channels. And, I think yeah. when she escapes from her room, I got a funny feeling she does it with her breath. Making the noise of the wind. Yeah, I think it might be actually. It was some. Yeah, it's, that's right. It was the sound waves, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so she's playing the violin, and it's causing the world to end, basically. Um, and in this time, the the time traveling assassins. Every time number five changes something, so throughout the series, he's changing different things to see if that stops the world ending. And he'll go back to the future, and his family will still be dead. Their mansion will still be blown up. So he zips back, and they change something else. And every time they change something, the time time traveling assassins have got like a slightly new, you know, new uh, mission. And then their mission eventually changes to keep Vanya alive because she now is going to cause it. And so she's playing the violin at the theatre. And instead of killing her, Alison, who they managed to keep aside, keep alive by using um, the robot nanny, wasn't it? She saved her. Um, They shoot a gun next to her ear. completely knocks her concentration of doing the violin and demobile uh, what's the word like knocks her equilibrium basically um and then the ending is as because they knock her her the like the beam of energy coming from the end of her violin and shoots up the moon so then there's a big meteorite come in which so means the earth's still going to be ended and the number five says, right, everyone hold hands. We'll time travel back in time to stop it. And they all hold in hands. And then as the camera pans around the circle, Luther is carrying Vanya like back with the family. And they, as this going round, they all turn to children, which I thought was a nice touch. Uh, what do you think of the end mate? They've left it open, haven't they? Why don't what I like, what I like about it is the second series in the books or comics is JFK, which is ironic because we did a show on JFK the other day. Yeah, um, and what it is is in the comics, they number five has to go back and assassinate, uh, stop the assassination of JFK, but Allison can only get her voice back by the, from the time people. If she goes back, as pretends to be Jackie Kennedy by using her powers, but obviously they're not going to go down that route because they've already given her a. Did they give her a voice back in the end, or did they just keep her alive? Just alive, wasn't she? Yeah, maybe. So they suppose they could go down that route, but there's loads of different stories, they can, ways they can go. However, I think the one thing they've got to be careful of, and is similar to it actually is when you recast people, 
when you do like a time jump forward or back so they go from kids to adults is if your audience really likes the actors who are playing those characters whether they be the kids in it chapter one or the grown-up and the kid in umbrella academy season two in season one when you go to season two and you've got to recast them all as adults or children you could you can lose that emotional investment in yeah. those, those characters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if people don't feel the same way about the way that they feel about Robert Sheehan's uh, performance or Ellen Page's performance, you've got to watch that, I think. Um, I dare say they might be able to work something out where they perhaps flip between the two or something. Um, oh, we, need, we didn't even mention they've got a, a butler who's a Ogo. monkey. Pogo. And he looks amazing, but he's designed by the same people who designed the monkeys on um, the Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes, yeah. And oh, it's so realistic, mate. And you forget that it's like a talking monkey because you're just watching it and you just think it's another character. Like it's just unbelievable, mate. Really good. Um, and yeah, you know, there's loads of like we've done a quick quick version because i want to try and keep it to like around about an hour which is now and i know you've been uh, busy working all day so you're very tired yeah but uh, if you're marking and angry mate i bet don't think i didn't hear you walk into the microwave the, um... <laughs> that was warm in my cup up. <laughs> uh, the um what's uh what if you were marking it out of 10 what would you mark on brother academy i'd have to give it a, an eight yeah, I think an eight, maybe an eight and a half. I really enjoyed it, got to say. Um, I, I did, because when it came out, it it wasn't hyped. I didn't hear enough hype about it before I watched it, if you get me. It was like a hidden gem, wasn't it? Yeah, a few people started talking about it, and I thought, I'll give this a go now. Because, um, like, Breaking Bad, prime example, that got hyped up too much for me. And then yeah, when I, I watched it, it was a bit of a letdown. Oh, you're like one of the only people I know who didn't like that. I did like it, but it wasn't. I think the first. It wasn't what I expected because I'd let everyone else hype it up too much first. It's difficult, then, isn't it? And I, I think expected the, more. Yeah, the first three series of Breaking Bad I thought were amazing. And I thought it went on a bit towards the end. They did drag it out a bit. That one episode with the fly. Where it's pretty much a whole episode of him chasing a friggin' fly around. One of my uh, favourite series of all time is Fringe and Lost. Oh, Fringe. Wow. Fringe. So good, mate. Lost would be a bet other than the ending. Uh, See, the ending would have been fine for me if they hadn't have said in the first series, like in the media, that it's not... um, Oh, what's the word? Where you're in between heaven and death. Uh, Purgatory. If they they hadn't said, because after the first few episodes, everyone guessed in there is purgatory, and the writers came out and said, no, no, it's not purgatory. So then everyone spent six or seven series trying to work out what it is, and then it was purgatory. Whereas if they hadn't just not said anything, that would have been fine. Or they should have at least changed the ending. They had enough time to do it. Um, Prison Break, another classic series, yeah. mate. 
one of my favorites of all time and and one of the few where the reboot was just as good yeah you seen scorpion yeah i love scorpion mate oh they've cancelled it now haven't they? yeah they cancelled it because they yeah. left it on a bit of a cliffhanger yeah, i haven't seen the last couple of episodes so don't spoil it i gotta catch up on them don't watch it because i hate watching stuff where it just gets cancelled before they finish it properly why cancel it. it though it has a massive following scorpion do you know what was wicked, mate? And I'm always, even though it got cancelled about 20 years, million years ago, it still really bugs me when I think about it, is Alcatraz. Do you watch that? Oh, I loved that. When they cancelled that, I was, I, why? Yeah, mate, it still annoys me, mate, because you had really good ratings as well. The potential they were like as well. Where they would go back in time and they were like, oh, so annoying. Bugs me even now, mate. It winds me up something crazy. Like you say, Fringe is probably in my top three of all time TV series. I'm going to watch Chernobyl on uh, your recommendation. Well worth it, mate. Well worth it. Yeah, my missus wants it, to watch it. It's not, not what you're going to expect at all. So is it like true to life? Yes. Or is it like different? As true to life as they could make it. And you also, it tells you how they get these stories as well. Because you think about it, everyone fucking dies. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to give it It releases so much stuff that we didn't know about it. Okay. One of my, uh, one of my favourite series, like, just for, like, you know, like, easy watching? Yeah. Is, uh, I I enjoy Criminal Minds. Um, But also, uh, one of my favourites is The Mentalist. Love that. Just, just for some in. Just. I haven't seen cool. any of them, to be honest. Oh, mate, you should if you like like crime drama or serial killer dramas and stuff. Oh, they wicked. Like I, oh, I tried watching Dexter. I just could not get into it, mate. Ah, uh, see, I really enjoyed that. But no, I couldn't. I they dragged, they dragged it on a bit. It got a bit ridiculous by the end. Like, and I, I'm going to get slated for this, but my all-time favorite ever TV series is Friends. I know, I knew it, I knew it, see? See, I should, I, I might just cut that now, where I say, fuck off, and just finish it. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, let's get, the, let's get this shit uh, this going. So, boys and girls, children of all ages, hopefully not, because we're swearing like sailors, the, um, this, this, for the time being, this is the podcast with no name. It will remain the podcast with no name, until I get a good suggestion for what we're going to call it. The so what I mean by a name... We're no name. Yeah. So what I mean by that is, like, for instance, uh, like on Fightful, they've got the List and Your Boy podcast, or they've got, you know, you have various different names for podcasts. I want something a bit different instead of just the films and TV podcast. So I'm open to suggestions. There is 4.7 thousand people following us on Facebook couple of the YouTube videos have got over 2,000 views. So um, some suggestions of people, or it'll just stay as uh, the podcast with no name, the PWNN. Why not? Um, like so you that. can find Reese on... What's that? I like that. Yeah, I might just keep it as this if I don't get any good, uh, good suggestions. So, guys, thank you for watching. 
Thank you, Reese, for coming on again. Jamie will join us for the films podcast later. Uh, well, it'll be the, about three or four weeks' time. Look out for the mental health shows with sport, mental health and sports show dropping later in the week. Um, there's also going to be our conspiracy theory, which is on the moon landing in secret space, which will be Reese again. Um, I'm also looking to start up a series on serial killers. I'm also looking to start up a series on cricket, which will be a monthly show. Uh, so if, if anyone wants to come on as guests, co-hosts, contribute, whatever it may be, get in touch with me. You can get in touch with us on Facebook, Ace Podcast Nation. You can get on touch on Twitter and keep up to date on upcoming shows and content. It's at AceCast underscore Nation. You can visit us on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash chan slash c slash ace podcast nation uh i think we're just over 200 subscribers on youtube now so thank you all uh we're doing really well on the audio downloads particularly the conspiracy theory shows so thank you all again same with the facebook thank you reese thank you people see you next week see you later in the week see you every day before we go, Si, I just want to say, guys, if you watch these videos, drop Si a message or a comment. Let us know what you think about them. Is there anything we could do better? Is there something we're missing? Let us know. Let's get some interaction going, guys. Spot on. Get in touch. Good or bad. Because there's people watching. We're getting really good figures on videos. Really good video figures on YouTube. Really good audio figures in just a week. About a couple of hundred downloads. There's about 4.7 thousand people following on Facebook. I think about 150 followers on Twitter. And like I say, 200 subscribers on YouTube. So there is people watching these. It's not just us talking to no one. But for us to get better, for me to get cool guests. And I'm like, I'm always the one to add new content, new shows, new series. Uh, like the ones I just mentioned, like these conspiracy theory ones, the film, this one. We're always looking to add new stuff. Uh, uh, and the easiest way to do that and to make the best com content is for you guys to get in touch. And um, we always take suggestions, particularly when the conspiracy theory shows now. We're getting into, I think it's episode six or seven this week. So... If you want to suggest topics for us to do, for them or for other shows, always open for suggestions. And same with if when I announce guests on Facebook or Twitter, you want to ask guests questions, just let me know before I do the recording and I'll ask your guest and I'll name drop you as well. Uh, anything else to add, buddy? No, that's about it, mate. Just Excellent. get involved, guys. You have yeah, get involved. But uh, we, the more people who get involved, the more comments again, the more people who are interacting, not just hitting a like, because we get loads of likes. But I need people to be interacting, because then as soon as people are interacting, I'm going to start doing the conspiracy theory ones live. But there's no point in me in doing it live, because it's a bit more stressful for me trying to guide the show when it's live, if there's like one person who's probably not really watching or not interacting, if you've got like 10 people, that's fine for me. As long as there's 10 people are in the chat, you know, 
getting involved, just having a bit of banter and a laugh and asking questions, reacting to what we're saying, crack on. I'm happy to go live. And again, even with these film shows, I'm happy to go live. And like then with the live shows, if we've got like a few people in the live chat, we'll do like Q&A at the end where you can ask questions to the people on the show. Not a problem at all. But it's got to, to go live and put that extra stress on myself. I need people getting involved, interactive, as it were. Come on, guys, help us to help you. That's the one. Right, I'm going to leave Reese to have his tea. I'm going to go and have a smoke and a pancake. And I will see you later in the week, guys. Thank you for watching, truly. Thank you for following. Thank you to all of you who share and all that good stuff. Another thing you can do to help us out is leave a review on iTunes because that pushes us right up the search things and helps us get known to people who don't follow us or already know us. But, uh, got some exciting guests and shows coming up. The mental health and sport one's a really good one later in the week, so look out for that on uh, sports psychology. And uh, the moon landing in secret space is going to be fun. It'll be good shit, pal. Oh, yeah. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.